Hello, everyone. This is Sean Boxdale here again with um, another exciting interviewee at the Patrick Henry Memorial Quarter Place celebration. We have a Miss Peyton Young. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, can you briefly tell the audience about your background and your educational journey to end up here at Red Hill? Ooh, that's a, that's a <laughs> big, that's a big yeah, you question. Can, you can phrase it down. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, I professionally, my title, I'm a historian. I'm okay. also a descendant liaison and researcher. So that, that basically means that my job is to try to build the bridge between descendant communities and typically white-owned historical institutions or sites. Um, as far as my education goes, I got my first two degrees from Virginia Commonwealth University. My BA is in uh, art history. My first MA is in American history. Uh, second MA is from the College of William and Mary, which is also in American history with an emphasis on the history of the African-American experience. And I am currently halfway through my PhD program. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> That is a lot. Beautiful, beautiful. I am not a historian, so anything that I may get wrong, please forgive me first and foremost. Interject wherever you may feel that you need to interject. But I need the community to understand. I need you to understand. And I need you to tell uh, our lovely nation why you're so important. And, and that is this is what we have to frame right here, because what I'm about to say, you guys will understand why, why her job is so important. Um, so I understand you receive records of the enslaved, correct? Yes. Okay. You take these enslaved ancestors and connect them to living descendants. That's part of the work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, this is why it's important, everybody. This is why it's important, because... The reason we're here is so that we can start to connect living descendants to the quarter place, mm -hmm. much as possible, right? Okay, so who kept the records of the slaves? So, so that is also a bit of a complicated question. Okay. Um, my my job with Red Hill is to both locate records and locate descendants, mm. and try to kind of bring those two things together. Essentially what I try to do is I may, I try to make the information about the history of enslaved black life and post-slavery black life accessible to the families who want access to their family ancestries. Um, so a lot of that is going to courthouses and finding records that Red Hill doesn't have yet or going to different museums or, or um, archival institutions in different counties all across Southside and, uh, Central Virginia to try and find that information for them. So essentially what my job is to try to put all the puzzle pieces back together. Mm. Wow. <laughs> May God be with you. I know <laughs> that that is a task, uh, Ms. Payton. What are all the ways that you connect descendants to the quarter place? What are the ways that you go about it? Well, as far as methodologies go, there's... There's two main ways that I try to go about it. The first way is that, and might be a bit of probably the, the 
put air quotes around it, easiest way of going about it is if a descendant who is aware of aware that they had a ancestor who was either enslaved at Red Hill at some point or was buried at Quarter Place, they will approach Red Hill and ask for more information. And when that happens, I will talk to the descendant. Uh, I will try to get as much information from them as I can. And if more research needs to be done, then I will go out and do as much research as I can to fill in the blanks that they don't have. Or we will provide them with any information that we have that may fill in those blanks for them as far as trying to basically kind of broaden out their family tree, which is often what ends up happening. We may find more relatives that they didn't know about, mm. um, be able to expand um, more knowledge about their families who had children where um, what enslaved people may have been moved or sold to other places. So our job is to try to basically put all those puzzle pieces back together. So that's one way of doing it. The other way is taking historical records. Say, for example, we have a list that was written by John Henry, which was Patrick Henry's son, the second generation owner of Red Hill. He wrote a list of 54 people who were enslaved and still living on Red Hill when the Confederacy surrendered in mm. April of 1865. And so those names, what I ended up finding out later on is that each kind of column, when you look in the census after 1865, you can start putting families back together. Mm. And so some people, I will try to take names and move them forward through county records after 1865. So when you start seeing people registered in censuses, um, birth indexes, mortality schedules, things like that. Um, so sometimes it's moving forward or moving, moving forward from a name and you're trying to put those puzzle pieces back together, or it's having a descendant who wants to find more information and you, you need to move backwards. So you kind of have to be flexible about mm -hmm. your research methodology. Hmm. I'm a salesman <laughs> and I'm a cold caller. Uh, and I know the process of cold calling people, clients, getting the phone hung up on me trying to sell a product. I can only imagine, and the reason I'm saying this is because we want the community to understand, if you get a call from this young lady, uh, you cold call? You have a cold call? Yes, I have. And um, I've that, also worked in sales before. <laughs> uh, and this is why I'm saying this. This is exactly why I'm saying this. And this is why um, if you do happen to get a call from Miss Young, you can understand looking at this segment, looking at this interview, the vigorous process that she has to go through and give her a due and a proper respect. Uh, if Because all 10 Minutes of Truth does is we're not biased. We just get you the information yourself uh, to try to connect our descendants to the quarter place, mm -hmm. right? So we just want people to understand that. Uh, how do you use Ancestry.com? Yes, I have. How reliable has that been? It has been very reliable, especially during... So when I got hired on, I was actually officially hired on two days before Richmond shut down during COVID. Mm. And I was first asked to do the project in February of 2020. So okay. all of that was happening at one time. So the research methodologies that I would typically use to do descendant research were kind of all thrown out the window. During that period of time, I started doing research in May of 2020. And so between May of 2020 and the 
pretty much the better part of 2020 was spent mm-hmm. trying to find new ways of getting in touch with descendants that we hadn't heard of or spoken to before. And so what I would do is I, as soon as the uh, Virginia Museum of History and Culture in Richmond opened up, I went to their archives. They are a state archive that has a lot of information about famous, basically family papers from a lot of famous Virginians, including Patrick Henry's relatives, which is how I found that list um, of 54 enslaved people that John Henry had made in 1865. I started looking at names in that list thinking, okay, I know that I can probably find them in the census for 1870 Mm -hmm. and possibly for 1880, 1890 might be shaky because of a a damage to the um, National Archives in DC in 1890. But I knew that I had some wiggle room um, and there may be a chance that you could find some people in people's family trees. And I did that quite a few times. Um, I found descendants in New York. I found descendants in D.C. I accidentally found a cousin <laughs> in the process wow. by by marriage who also has a, um, a relative that was enslaved at, at Red Hill. Um, his name was uh, Pollard Henry. He's one of the last children enslaved at Red Hill. Wow. So you really don't know what you're going to find. But it's, to be honest with you, for anybody who would be interested in doing historical research, even if it's not even on a professional basis, but shake a hand and make a friend, even in the digital sphere, mm-hmm. best methodology to go about mm. it. So, hmm. so that, that sounds like a lot of, of success. Do you remember the first time you connected uh, Descendant? For Red Hill? Yeah, you yes, remember? Yes, I do. <laughs> Can you tell us that story briefly? I, I can. So um, one of, someone who I became really, really good friends with uh, throughout this process is an 83-year-old woman named Janet Morgan. Hmm. She is the fourth great-granddaughter of an enslaved woman named Letty who was enslaved at Red Hill as a child. Hmm. And she had approached Red Hill uh, maybe a few months before I started working here hoping to find some information about Letty. And so when I got hired on, that was one of the first projects that I had um, wanted to take on. So I called her. Um, she is she is some kind of lady. I, I, she has some of the most interesting stories you'll ever hear in your life. But but what, what I wanted to do is there was a lot of kind of family trauma and difficulty, I think, attached to some aspects of her her ancestry. And so what we wanted to do was unpack them and also find a way for them to have more access to information uh, that had been limited to them because of those um, traumas and experiences that had impacted her family in the past. So what I did was I traced all, I traced all of Letty's siblings. She had five of them, of which she was the youngest, and her mother, whose name was Peg. Throughout that process, I found that after Patrick Henry died, his wife, Dorothea Henry, uh, basically went to county court, took her all of, took Letty and all of her siblings, along with uh, about a dozen or so other uh, people who were enslaved at Red Hill. And when she got remarried and moved to a plantation called Hunting Tower in Buckingham County, which is a bit northwest of, of here, mm-hmm. took all of those people there. And then after her husband dies around, I want to say about 1818, she then takes them to Halifax County, which is complete opposite direction. At some point, Letty runs away. She pops back up after 1865 in Pennsylvania County. She's married, has children, Hmm. and she lives until the early 1880s. She lives until she's about 90. 
Um, but what was really powerful for me is that uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, trying to do some research in Halifax County about the spread of people who had moved from Red Hill to different places, I ended up finding Letty's older brother, Pleasant, mm. who had been enslaved at a, a plantation called Seven Islands Plantation, which was a plantation owned by Patrick Henry at one point that was gifted to his daughter, Sarah Butler Henry. And she and her son, Patrick Henry Scott, enslaved him until 1865. And you can actually see, if you look in the Halifax mortality schedule for 1869, he pops up as having died at 83 years old in December of that year. And so when I I was able to give Janet that information, she had no idea that Letty had siblings mm. and had wow. family and that and when in finding that information, we now know that he has relatives that are still living and those legacies are still being passed on. And so th that's just an example of mm -hmm. the windy road, I think, that the history of slavery takes you on experientially. And also what this kind of work can do when we kind of put our heads together, I think, community-wise, as far as people who are working for the institutions like myself and descendants who come and work with us and very graciously share their stories with us. These are the things that we can do with this kind of work. So. Wow. That's phenomenal. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. You, you broke it down, but it's, 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 it's a lot of work. Uh, listen, this may not uh, be for everybody. I know opening the womb of slavery is hard for people. Uh, so, But for those who do want to know, that do want help, how can the community uh, connect to you? How can they get the information to you to, to, to move along the enslaved at quarter place? I think that if you're, if you're somebody who is related, you know that you have some kind of relation, even if it's just broad, even if it's just your relatives decades ago when you were kids, this is something that happened often, would talk about how they were, they had family that was enslaved on Patrick Henry's plantation. That happened often, but who was enslaved there is something that we need to find out. No amount of information is too small. Um, that's something you can't take for granted. You know, just if you're if you're open to talking with us, we will do everything we can to help you um, get the resources that you need to to put to 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 put your ancestry back together. That's basically what we do. Okay. I know for myself, um, as much as I have I have done this professionally, it's not something that I have been able to very easily do for my own family, and so being able to do this kind of work for people is. It, it brings a bit of a solace to me knowing that it can be done. It can take a long time, but I can promise you that it can be done. It's just something that we have to work together to do. Mm. And I think Red Hill is a good example of people, of a historical institution, of staff who really care about their community and just want to ensure that people have access to the things that they have a right to have access to. Mm. Before we go, we understand that pastors are the leaders in the black community uh, in the churches. This, this is where you can gather a lot of our elders uh, in one place, and they will listen to most of their shepherds. Um, I need you to look in that camera and tell our pastors and our community why they need to connect to Red Hill. Mm. 
Patrick Henry Memorial? I think despite the the pain and, and the trauma that I know that has reverberated throughout this community for several decades, I know that there are a lot of families whose parents and grandparents weren't comfortable sharing their stories about slavery and the trauma that they and their families have have endured, and I, I completely understand that. I do think that the kind of... The, the best way I can put it, I think, is, is that there is, there, is a, there is a power, I think, for the, for the community, especially for, for African-American communities, where genealogy is something that is incredibly difficult to do. And anybody who was trying to do this on ancestry, tried to push back your family history beyond 1865, it can be incredibly difficult to do. I want people to know that your history is important, that your, your family's history, their experiences, their lives, they actually had a historical impact, that they are historical figures that, that matter to a community that built a community's history. And that that value is something that people should be able to be proud of that those lives, those those legacies, what made us who we are right now is is living African American people. That's something that we should all be proud of, and I would hope that you know this this can be a stepping stone for for us for local churches to want to get together and and create a network of people who can make sure that this work actually gets done, so that these stories aren't lost, and so generations in the future will be able to have access to their family histories. That's that's all I want to see. Beautiful. How can people connect to you, Peyton? You can do that by contacting Red Hill. Can I give my phone number on here? If you would like. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fine, too. Um, you can contact me, actually, by phone at 703-725-6447. If you want to talk to me directly about your uh, about about anything, if you have any questions, also you can contact me by email at p e i g h t o n y at gmail.com. You can also talk to Hope Morrison, who's the CEO of Red Hill, and she can put you in contact with me as well on the website at uh, redhill.com, I believe. Uh, .org, my bad. <laughs> um, at redhill.org, there is an option for uh, community inquiries. So if you do that, it will send a message directly to Red Hill, and we can get any information from you that way as well. So whichever you're comfortable with. Beautiful. You have so much more to give. We have just a little bit of time. <laughs> um, can we get a commitment for you to come back? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, Peyton Young, for Thank joining you. us today. Thank you. Thank you.